1: At how many fans start showing up. So visit ScoreNorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is how Al- action movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. This is the job Yippee ki mother. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to
1: Con Air. Hey, Larkin. Who's that guy? Okay. That is Cameron Paul Parolee hitching a ride home. He's a nobody.
2: Yes, it is time. Five o'clock on Fridays. This is the third edition of Action Movie Rewind on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Are you guys ready for this? We've already reviewed Blood Sports. We've reviewed Hard to Kill, and now the 1997 cinematic classic. Hard to kill. With a star-studded cast. Dude, the, this cast. It's was, absurd. It's amazing.
3: Oh, the Con Air cast is really, really, really
2: like, good. Like critically
1: critically acclaimed it, actors it up is, and down the roster. John dude. Malkovich?
2: Here's the list.
3: One of the best.
2: Nicolas Cage the in best. the middle of a three-action movie run that included The Rock, and what was the other one? The Rock, Con Air, and there was, I can't remember the third one, but he had a bunch of action movies uh, during this National Treasure. National Treasure? Okay. Was that, was that what it was called? Oh, he had a run there in the 90s that probably uh, made it so they can... Armageddon. He was an Armageddon. 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 okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage was the star of this movie. John Cusack in the middle of a nice little run. John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus. Steve Buscemi as creepy serial killer guy who killed 37 people. So good. Dave Chappelle. Starring Dude, in this he was movie. was so good.
3: Sneaky, really, really good. So it? good. He didn't yes.
2: last very long in the movie, but he was throwing fastballs. He fast played a key early. role, though. He plays a yeah. key role. Danny Trejo as Johnny 24? Johnny 23. Johnny 23. 23. 23. He's trying to become Johnny 24. Yeah, he just passed, right? In real life? Did he? I think no, he just Danny Trejo is still alive. Still oh, alive. Don't oh, really? Tell okay. Me you okay. That. thought he you passed. just I killed kill Danny off. Trejo. That's why I asked questions. Ving Rames. Is Ving Rames still alive? Yes. Yes. Okay.
4: Still in Mission Impossible movies.
2: Monica Potter. And the shrimp guy from Forrest yes. Gump, also in this movie. For- he doesn't get his actual
4: name.
3: He's just the shrimp guy from Gump. I
1: forgot Gump. his name. <laughs> Mikson- <laughs> or except,
2: except
3: this time, he doesn't die.
1: Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> like yeah, the come on, on, Judd. Jeez. No, no, no.
3: Sorry. If it's from 97, I'm spoiling it for you.
2: Oh, I, got, I got pages of notes here, so there's right. a lot of spoilers. Here's the summary. Here's the synopsis of Con Air, really? 1997.
3: Brilliant. Just one word.
2: It is. Brilliant. Brilliant period. Former war hero and army ranger Cameron Poe played by Nicolas Cage is sentenced to 8 years in prison when he accidentally kills a man in a barroom brawl accidentally is a relative word. He was definitely
3: Not a barroom
1: brawl. The, the old palm to the nose driving the nose yeah. bone up into the brain. It's pouring rain.
2: There's a lot of holes in this part he of the He was story, up by against though. it. So he uh he's he's defending his pregnant wife in the pouring rain outside of a bar. Against three guys, and because he's an army ranger, he just hey, takes care of all three of them. Quick question. How was she pregnant?
1: He
3: just came back from a long stint as an army ranger. How was she pregnant? Why would you ask that question? <laughs> Why would you poke holes in a movie that I now love? I'm Rami. not poking holes. Rami, I'm wondering uh, if Cameron Poe was played for a
1: fool. That's what I'm wondering. Did you, guys, the, right? did you notice that little Casey Poe looks a lot like John Cusack? That's, that's a fine point, sir. Like John John Cusack. Cusack.
2: How was she pregnant? The only thing I can think of is that. I'll tell in, you after the show. In the time between when the barroom brawl took place, he got arrested pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Was there a conjugal visit before he went away for eight years? That Maybe she wasn't pregnant at the time of the brawl, but maybe there was a conjugal visit at I some point. I don't know, man. All right. I'm playing, I'm, I'm, I'm playing I, along, guys. Guys, I
4: have the answer for you is in the dialogue itself.
0: You know this gentleman, Hunter? He's
4: a regular. And I'm
0: a regular. Regular hound dog. It
1: was in the dialogue
2: (laughs) itself. The guy that he, the guy that he killed, was the father.
1: Okay, good work. That's Um, why he was so upset with Cameron Poe for no good damn reason. That
2: explains it. All right. So when his when his release from prison comes through after eight years, he's very eager to see the daughter that he's never met in person. However, Poe's original flight is delayed, so he's put aboard a flight transporting ten of the most dangerous men in the American penal system to a new high-security facility. <laughs> One of the criminals, Cyrus the Virus, oh, yeah. is a serial killer and an insane genius who has hatched a diabolical plot. With the help of several other hoods, including Diamond Dog, played by Ving Rames, Johnny 23, played by Daniel Trejo, and Garland Green, Steve Buscemi, Cyrus the Virus and his men will hijack the plane and fly to a neutral location where they can live as free men. Cameron Poe finds himself stuck in the middle, he has to find a way to get home, keep himself alive, and look after his cellmate, shrimp guy from Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> who needs you can at least call him medication. Bubba Gump. All right. You could at least it's, give it's him McKe- the respect
2: of Bubba Gump. It's McKelty Williamson. McKelty Williamson there, yeah. yeah he's, he's very famous. So he's trying to keep McKelty Williamson Forrest, and alive. And he's trying to help one of the female cops as well, who is about to be the next victim of Johnny 23. Spoiler, Cameron Poe accomplishes all of these things and meets his daughter and hands her he even the saves bunny. the bunny. He does. This movie received fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What was your favorite part of the movie? Let's start with Rami. Conair.
1: I think my favorite part of the movie is when he's reading the letters to and from his the love of his life and his daughter, which probably isn't his daughter, Casey. And I don't know if you guys caught this. Is he doing his best Forrest Gump impression while he's reading those letters? Because I saw that and then it dawned on me his cellmate is Bubba Gump and there's definitely something going on here.
0: Dear Casey, of course I'm coming home. You're just a little while longer and all the things we miss doing together, you can be sure we'll do. Dear Hummingbird, break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree because this boy's coming home to his ladies. Coming home forever. I just hope I'm not a disappointment to Casey or to you. The only
1: thing missing from that is Jedi. I'm coming home, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> What's
2: up with that accent? Okay. What's let's, up with all right, that let's accent? Let's get to the bottom of yeah. it. All
3: right. <laughs> this, this is the perfect point, Judge. Jonathan, I I give you guys exhibit A, the accent. There's a nineteen ninety one film very popular at the time, very long, JFK, mm-hmm. starring Kevin Costner as, as Jim Garrison, real-life, big-time character. Uh, play for me, 91, Jim Garrison. So what really happened that day? Let's just for a moment speculate, shall we? We have the epileptic seizure around 12.15 p.m., distracting the police, making it easier for the shooters to move into their places. The epileptic later vanished. All right. Have a checking in. So, so that is Costner doing what I think is a pretty average Southern accent, or at least his
2: interpretation. It's not, you know. So anyway, that's but that accent sounds like an Oscar-worthy accent when you compare it
0: to Nicholas Cage. But then go
3: to Nicholas Cage, who I think ripped off.
0: Dear Casey, of course I'm coming home. Just a little while longer, and all the things we miss doing together, you can be sure we'll do. Dear hummingbird. Break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree, cause this boy's coming home to his ladies, coming home forever. I think Cage tried <laughs> oh, to rip ever. off so how
3: good. Costner affected a southern accent.
2: <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't yeah. have. Maybe,
0: yeah, no, probably
3: probably not. Shouldn't. why did, why did it, his character need a southern accent?
2: And,
1: and the accent
3: was it? Thi- I thought it was
1: thicker in that portion of the movie than it was the oh, rest yeah. of the oh, movie. For sure Am I right? Yeah. Like he w- I think I think they shot the whole movie and then he went into a recording studio somewhere to do the voiceover and forgot the accent. Forgot how thick it was, <laughs> like, for- oh <laughs> forgot,
2: forgot what dialect it was and just winged it. Couldn't he have just been from Ohio? Like could like why did he have to be from Alabama? Was there any significance? Right, no. That's the p- no, there wasn't. <laughs> <It> doesn't make <laughs> he sense. Because they to play have the Sweet accent. Home Alabama at some point
3: in the movie?
1: I don't know, oh, man. Which gets a great line
3: from Bushemi's
2: character. All right, Joe, what was your favorite part <laughs> of the movie? <laughs> great line.
3: Okay, so I think my favorite part was was Buscemi's entrance in the <laughs> film, where where they wheel him in in a cage, basically, right? And the Hannibal Lecter, and thing. he's got the Hannibal Lecter mask on. And I say that because the Buscemi and Buscemi's great. I think he's fantastic, but his whole character suddenly becomes. It, it's almost like somebody said, "This film is really heavy. What can we do to have some fun? Let's." Introduce a character who's killed, what, 37 37? people, but he's going to be a lighthearted, lovable guy who's going to play in a vacated pool at, when they land in where, Fresno or something? Uh, yeah. Carson. Carson, yeah. Okay.
2: Carson, Nevada.
3: He's going to play in a empty pool outside a trailer park with a little girl, who you think he's going to kill,
2: but he doesn't. I don't know if we know that he doesn't kill her.
3: He doesn't because because when the plane takes off she says bye. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. You're but right. Yeah. but here's the other thing about the whole Buscemi character. I have never in my life before watched a film where a man who was supposed to have killed 37 people plays with a little kid, and the little kid scares me more than the character. (laughs) (laughs) That little girl's the freakiest looking little kid I've seen in my life. I actually got scared. I'm like, she's going to kill him. (laughs) Amazing.
2: Jonathan, what was your favorite part of Con Air?
4: Uh, It's probably when... Your first time seeing it, by the way, right? Yes, this was my first time seeing it. It. Uh it's when I believe Nicolas Cage was <laughs> sent down below to help like raise the, the landing gear, and they find out that David Spell's character stuck in there and stuck and his dead body's like stuck keeping the landing gear from closing properly. So he just writes down like a note for that DE agent, John Cusack's character, and just tosses him out of the plane, and then you can see this guy like Every time I wash my car, birds poop on it. And all of a sudden, Dave Chappelle's body just lands <laughs> and great. crushes the car. It's a
2: very clever way to get a message to, yeah, to the DEA, to oh the police my. on the ground. Um, I would yours. say my favorite part of Con Air also involves Dave Chappelle. When the inmates take over the plane, it's because of Dave Chappelle starting <laughs> yes. a fire and chaos, right? So they've got to figure out a way. They've got this plan. Started a fellow windmate on fire, right. to be specific. So he, he, he has some sort of flammable material that he has choked down his windpipe. He pulls the string Effort out challenge. of his throat. Yes. And he, and he squirts some of this flammable liquid on his seatmate. And says, I can't remember what he said to him, but says something sort of cheeky and funny. It was a racial slur about Native <laughs> Americans. Okay, lights, his <laughs> seatmate, lights his seatmate on fire, causing chaos in the cabin, which leads to the inmates killing some of the guards and Cyrus the virus obtaining the only gun on board. And uh, and then he deems the flight Con Air for the first time. So uh, so the key moment to this movie is when Cameron... Po- there is a key moment <laughs> to this movie. The key there moment. is key <laughs> moment? The key- yeah. Brought when, you by? But this is the key moment. When Cameron Poe... <laughs> Nicholas Cage has a chance to get off the plane early on and go see his family because he's a free man, Yes, and he's just sort of hitching a ride because his flight got canceled, right? And so the bad guys take over the plane. They need three volunteers, all white guys, to get off the plane Right, because they, were, they promised when they got on the ground, like, hey, we're transporting six of you off. Three of them are already dead. So they needed three live people to get off the plane, and they could just go. He decides to stay on the plane. And defend the security guard, and defend his friend Bubba from uh, from. Did you did you notice an
1: inconsistency there? By the way,
2: because I know uh. <laughs>
1: that's the inconsistency that's bothering you, Ronnie. Small thing. <laughs> so but he, he and Bubba Gump agree that they'll take two of the six spots to get off the plane, right? And they tell Bubba Gump, like, we're looking for white guys. We need white guys. You don't fit the description sit
2: out yeah they're expecting white guys right, to get off the plane exactly yeah.
1: so then they have the six guys who did take the spots kneeling lined up handcuffed they're putting hoods on or whatever disguise them the guy kneeling next to nicholas cage black dude black dude they they told Bubba gump he couldn't come because he's a black dude and then they took another black dude to replace one of the white dudes
3: yeah. made no sense Cinemate, cinematographer they took the pilot too right Yes, because the, they the had pilot, their
2: own pilot. The pilot left so the <laughs> yeah. other guy could fly, but he hadn't yeah. flown
3: in, in a long time and really didn't know exactly how to land a plane.
2: Least favorite part about the movie, Rami? What? I don't know that I had one. I really enjoyed this, fellows. I really enjoyed this movie. Can I give I you one? I really enjoyed this, this film. I'll give you mine, all right? The cops on the ground, John Cusack and the other guy. I don't like the other guy. The the other other guy not, they, weren't, they weren't level-headed enough for me. They just kept, like, the whole, they're trying to figure out how to get this plane back under control. <laughs> you draw the and line. And they both just keep <laughs> you're yelling. You're yelling. They're just, like, blaming each other and yelling at each other. And <laughs> Do you know what I could say? They're, like, more level-headed police officers. Cusack's clothes were so, like, late 80s to me. He was still stuck in that run, though. He had, like, the say floppy thing, 16 candles. The floppy
3: shirt on. Yeah.
2: yeah. I didn't like his clothes. I had two things.
4: Nicolas Cage getting off the bus with maybe one of the dumbest faces ever shot in cinematography. He just has this face when he's looking at the sun as he's getting off the bus to go onto the plane.
2: Like at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, at the
4: beginning of the movie. He just has this face where he's like, ah, there's sun finally hitting my face. And it's maybe the dumbest face ever seen in movies. (laughs) Nicolas Cage face. It's just a terrible face. And then Cyrus the Virus, supposed to be this really smart guy, getting mad when they retake off with the plane. That there's helicopters chasing him, so he decides to shoot at helicopters with a pistol. This guy's supposed
3: to be a mad genius.
2: And he's got he's, some blind spots, and he's he's got some blind shooting
4: spots. at an attack helicopter you know, with bite pistol. your
3: tongue right now. That's Malkovich, man. Just questioning his <laughs> smartness. Can I t- tell you, you guys are on my page and a half of notes on this film. I rank the bad guys. Please do it. <laughs> Please <laughs> from, do it. In like true. from
1: baddest to 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 least bad? Is that is yes. that how we're going? All and well right.
3: and well, well well and how I, I interpreted their performance as well. <clears throat> Start from the bottom, by yeah. the way. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Okay. Eight of them. My eighth one. Probably too low, but I didn't really get the role. Sally can't dance. You know, are you really there just to dance? Like, Sally, K- it's okay, but I really didn't get that one. Sally was a trans person, yes. I think? Yes. Okay. And, and, yeah, she liked to dance, and uh, it's okay. That's my last one. Second to last. And you guys might quibble with this one. Johnny 23.
2: Uh, uh, Second to last? They, I, I think Johnny 23 is the most terrifying criminal on the plane.
1: He is. But you know what? For For the tone of this movie... Like I get I get what he is. I get what he was incarcerated for, yeah, but the
2: twenty three is for rapes committed. Right. they could they have w- twenty three tattoos on his body. They for could've the left him victim.
1: trying to rape the female guard out of the movie. like for the
3: tone of the movie, that just really...
1: really well, like and they I'm not decide
3: on that one too. like at times it'd be scary and then it would, you know, and then the Buscemi character he, comes along and he also at one point,' right. Johnny
2: 23 at one point also said, quote, they'd call me Johnny 600 if they knew the truth. Yeah, I'm not here to be made uncomfortable, okay? (laughs) like
1: I I get it. He's a bad dude. You could have just told us what he did and left it at
3: that. You did not need to include all the other stuff. the, The character also would disappear for big amounts of time where he basically wouldn't play a role. So that's my second to last one. My next one, and this could have been the second to last one too, Conrad. Big, what, the bald guy, bad guy, fairly prototypical bad guy. Now, here's the surprise, because my, so this is one, two, three, four, five. My sixth one, and I love this character, Garland Green, Buscemi, because it was really there. I it, I really think they said, this film is too heavy, and we've got all these good actors. Let's have some fun. And so the Buscemi character is supposed to be terrifying, but he ends up being basically the king of the uh, one-liners throughout the course of the film. My fourth one, Billy Bedlam.
2: Hold on, real quick. Back to Buscemi for a second. Garland Green, we call him. Garland Green. So there's a moment where like chaos happens and a couple people die. Like, they take over the plane and there's death and everything. And, and And they're celebrating up by the cockpit, like some of the inmates... And Cameron Poe and and Bubba Gump are sitting down in their seats, and Steve Buscemi comes and sits down next to him. And uh, Sweet Home Alabama is playing over the loudspeakers. That's figure. when they
3: take off again, yes.
2: And he goes, and Steve Buscemi just leans over. It's 30, he's killed 37 people. He's, like, psychotic, and they, they brought him in in Hannibal Lecter gear. And he goes, the definition of irony, a bunch of inmates on a plane dancing to a song sung by a band that died in a plane crash.
3: Yes. <laughs> It's a great line. <laughs> Those two don't even laugh. They're just like oh, super creepy. But you were laughing, and I was oh, like, "Yeah." Okay, fourth. Billy Bedlam was a pretty good character. Is he the curly hair guy? Yes, with the goatee. Yes, okay. and he, and the he, yellow of course, teeth. is the the one who won't put the doll back. He and didn't put. He killed. didn't put the bunny down. Why not you put the bun? <laughs> I just why didn't you put the bun down? All right, third. Line. Third. And this guy was out early, but I thought he was instrumental, and he was just great. Chappelle's pinball.
2: He was very good. So good, man. It's such a great character. And even dead in the wheel well, he's funny. He's the smartest criminal on the plane. He's smarter than Cyrus the Virus.
3: Yes. Yes. And his lines are pretty doggone good. All right. Two, Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog was, he's a badass character. And then one. It's got to be the virus, right? Okay. The virus was
2: great. Yeah, Cyrus the Virus is a very complex character because he does have a moral compass. He was anti-Johnny 23 throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and he told him so "Don't he, do that." He would kill people, but he drew certain lines yep. with his moral compass. So the fact that he's anti-Johnny 23 makes him more more conflicting. Was this movie like better than you guys thought? We've
1: been we've been rating so far in Action Movie Rewind on the scale of it's so bad it's good. And the more it fits that category, the higher of a rating it gets. Was this movie actually better than you? Not on that scale, but like a better film, a better made film, better acted, better written, better story, better plot, better
2: character development than you thought it was going into it? Because it was for me. It instantly became I saw this when it came out when I was like 13 years old. It was legitimately one of my favorite movies for a number of years until you know I started early two thousands, a bunch of meal. Until you got older. But it was like one of my it was one of the first movies I would would, would re watch on a regular basis. So yes.
3: It's not incredibly well written, but the acting is really good.
2: Except for Nicolas Cage.
3: Yeah. I because know what you're talking Nicolas about. Cage is Nicolas Cage. I just know terrible. that I love that movie. It was so
2: much fun. You guys notice that Nicolas Cage, whenever he's running in this movie? Everything else seems to be moving at regular speed, and he's just running in slow motion. Yes, like that one scene yes. where there's an explosion <laughs> and never gets killed, and he's trying mm-hmm. to run out of a building and jump through a glass yep. door, and he's literally—it's like they filmed it and told him just run in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicholas Cage is constantly running. In slow Remember
1: motion. Uh, when we did Hard to Kill, and it, it irked me that nobody could ever even lay a hand on Steven Seagal, like yeah. n- not once in the whole movie or any Steven Seagal movie. Does anybody land a punch, a kick, a slap? Nothing. You can't get a hand on Steven Seagal. It was a little too easy. To get your hands on Cameron Poe, like it in the first fight scene when he kills the guy, the three guys surround him. One just reaches out and grabs the stripes off his chest and rips him off, like no problem whatsoever. Then another one punches him and another one kicks him in the leg before he does anything. Like this dude <laughs> is an Army Ranger just sitting there taking a beating from three drunk locals in Alabama. It was it was way too easy to get the jump on Cameron Poe
2: in that scene. So they
1: what are they? Trying to show that they're, they're, they're just Ronnie?
2: trying to show that, like, hey, he only fights because he has to. No, he oh.
1: backed up. He was in a fighting stance. And then one of yes. the dudes literally just reaches out, rips the stripes off of his chest without any problem
2: whatsoever. And that actually leads me to my biggest question about this movie. So he was in jail for eight years. Why did he do any jail time? Because was self defense, wasn't it?
1: No, but one of the guys see, and I think th- this was a bad editing job. He probably pleaded self-defense and said the guy had a knife, pulled the knife on him. You notice before the other two guys run off, one of them grabs the knife and takes it with him. So there is no evidence of a deadly weapon. And because Nicolas Cage, a.k.a. Cameron Poe, is a registered lethal weapon, being an Army Ranger, he's not allowed to use lethal force unless there is a lethal threat. But there was at least one
3: witness, his wife. I told him she didn't see the
1: knife. She ran inside before the yeah. guy pulled
3: the knife and out. And plus, it's pouring rain. And it's pouring rain. Like, they're fighting in a tell, driving action, rainstorm.
1: It was hard to
4: tell because that action scene was kind of terribly shot. It was just all over the place. There's
3: a lot, there were a lot of things that it was as if the people that wrote the film meant to explain and, like, then just got high and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few things. Like, like the missed plane, I didn't know until you brought that, that up. Because I saw the whole thing that he was going to be on this plane. Of the most dangerous men, and he's hitching a ride home. And I still love that. Okay, your time in jail is done. We're going to get you home. Oh, that's awesome. How? We're going to put you on a plane with the yeah. most dangerous men, but don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. And by the way, some are going to be caged on the plane.
2: Yeah, until I read the I synopsis, it didn't make sense to me why he was on the plane. If he was set to be released, why wouldn't he have just been released? Why does he have to get on that plane at all? <laughs> It doesn't make sense, right? Like, why is he even on the plane? He's being released from prison. Why is he getting on a plane with 10 hardened criminals? Anyways, I don't know. Can we also talk about the plane crash in, in
3: the end and how a lot of people are absolutely fine? Now, they you get killed the subsequently. They get killed subsequently. But, I yeah, mean, mean Buscemi's just we're, playing. Were relax. the plane
2: crashes in Old Town Vegas and Cameron goes Post right fights Cyrus the virus on top of a speeding fire truck yes. to end the movie? One of the great action sequences of the '90s. Did
4: you notice that when I I think it was Cyrus the Virus, he was using the fire hose as like a weapon against the guys on the bikes. He shoots one of the cops and directly shoots him right in the face with the water. Yeah, and the cop just like has to take the water shot right to the face, and it's a hilarious scene. Uh,
2: There was some amazing action. Like this, this if these are action movie reviews that we do here, and like in terms of just jam packed action on a regular basis. Mm This, oh, movie, this movie delivers for I mean, sure. You've got the abandoned, the the, the airplane graveyard stuff in, in Nevada where uh, you had the showdown against the police officers. There's some right? great like,
4: sets in this movie.
2: So, well, it's time for us to rate the movie on a 1 to 10 Seagulls scale here. Oh, boy. So here's what we have so far, the two movies we've done already. So Bloodsport and Hard to Kill, uh, the average rating for Hard to Kill between all of us was eight and a half. The average rating for Bloodsport was four. Let's start with Judd here, Con Air. On a scale of one to ten, how many Seagulls would you would you give this movie? Con Air.
3: Okay, this is a very difficult process, all right? Because I consider Hard to Kill to be the classic. It's, it's the epitome of what I am searching for each week. So I actually enjoyed this film. But I'm only going to give it six Seagulls. Okay. Because there were things about it that, well, one, I didn't really get. But more importantly... The cast was really good. Right. The writing was more up the alley of what I want, but I'm going to give it and I believe I gave hard to kill ten cigals. I think we all did. So no, it was no. a seven,
2: eight, nine, ten okay. situation. Right. Yeah.
3: So with parameters of what we're doing here, gentlemen, I'm gonna give this six cigals. Okay, but I did enjoy it. Jonathan? I think this movie feels like it's
4: too good to be on our action movie rewind list wow.
1: that's what i was thinking drinking so, the kool aid i was thinking the same thing drinking so the i think i'm going to give that? it a 5 that's exactly where i'm at wait if it's that good why are you guys giving it because 5 because on the scale of so bad it's good yeah it's only a 5 it's only average on that scale because it actually it's it's a hybrid it's like it's like half bad cheesy action mm-hmm. movie Half well-made, well-made, well-written, well-acted film. At times, it feels too good to be right. Grouped in with these other movies that yeah. we've done so far. That's why I give it a five because it's only it's only like like Jonathan said, it might not even fit into the category of wow. what we're really trying to do. No, I an action movie rewind. I'm with you guys. It's, wow. only, right. it's only mediocre on the so bad it's good scale because it's actually kind of good.
2: It is very good. I'm giving I'm giving it a seven. Because I think it's very good. Yeah, no, it's good. And I think the extra points would have been for cheese factor and over the top, like you see with hard to kill in Bloodsport. So we got a five, a five, a six, and a seven for Conair. I feel
3: like Chappelle's character shouldn't have been killed, too. They should have killed Agreed. a different character for that. That character, pinball, was fun. Like that, if, if you're going that direction. Don't kill pinball.
2: Or at least wait till toward the end of the movie. Sure, right? sure.
3: But you could have killed. But but the pinball um, demise could have been done by a different character. And I would have been like, okay, that's fine. Because his lines were so
2: good. So I chose Bloodsport a few weeks ago. Judd chose Hard to Kill. Rami, this was your choice, right? Was, yes, yes. So yes. So uh, that means Jonathan gets to choose the next action yeah, movie can, Rewind can I for I next Friday. I just throw in one thing, Jonathan,
1: for your consideration? Okay. We've done three of these. Mm-hmm. And none of them have been Stallone or Schwarzenegger, who are the godfathers of the genre. It's true. It's true.
4: But it's not where I'm going. Wow. I'm going with one of my favorite actors, Keanu Reeves. And I'm surprised we haven't done this movie yet, Point Break.
2: Wow. Point Break.
4: <laughs> going with the top dog here.
2: All right. I am going next week. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Just
3: <laughs> thinking about sitting.
2: This is legitimately one of Judd's favorite movies. Utah
3: Point gets his, Agent Utah gets his man. <laughs>
2: That's uh, Action Movie Rewind here. Can't be in a cage. On Mackie and Jub with Rami.
0: You know this gentleman, Hunter? He's a regular? Yeah, I'm a regular. <laughs> regular hound
2: dog. <laughs> so creepy. So creepy. Every 5 o'clock on Mackie and Jub with Rami, every every Friday at 5 o'clock, we review corny action movies When we come back, we'll get an update on coronavirus in Minnesota from our friend Kevin Doran from 5 Eyewitness News, and also we'll wrap with Royce here from the TCL Studios. But Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a moment. Federated is here during these uncertain times to help you business owners out there. Your team at Federated has kept a strategic focus on policyholder service. They've been directing partners throughout the country to the information they need on things like. Written pandemic policies and procedures, which, by the way, can change from week to week. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of people, even us here internally thought, boy, you uh, you put together a plan and you've got phase one, two, three, whatever. And things change and evolve on a daily, weekly basis. So written pandemic policies and procedures federated is helping with those recommended response plans, communications to employees to make sure everyone has the right information You can find a full list of resources if you think these are going to be helpful to your business at FederatedInsurance.com, where you can also find out about your local marketing representative from Federated. As a mutual insurance company, Federated believes their value is measured by the success of their clients. Simply put, at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North.